Testing. There we go. That was cute. All the the kids were saying about the candy bar, and Eleanor said, "Well, no one knew it." And a couple of kids said, "Randy did." So she, Randy, got the candy bar. Man, if I'd have known that was an option, I'd have spoke up more. <laughs> All right. You know it's cute. I don't know if you guys can hear them in the back, but you guys remember that show? Kids say the darndest things. They're up here. She said, what do you want to be? And one of them said, a veteran. And she said, veterinarian? Yeah, 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 that's it. And I think, didn't he say Chase? Is he talking about Paul Patrol? Okay, he wants to grow up to be Chase on Paul Patrol. <laughs> and then, of course, Josie wants to be uh, the, the CEO. Yeah, she wants to be the... Uh, <laughs> you know what? Might as well somebody's going to have to do it. So, all right, before we get started, <clears throat> well, first off, let me say, Eleanor and I never talk about what I'm preaching. I don't tell anyone what I'm preaching. Uh, I, I want everyone to get, um, you know, new, just like everyone else does. But the Holy Spirit just, man, because that's the topic we're talking about. Every week, it seems like uh, like we're communicating, so it's great. But before we get started, um, yeah, that was great. It was perfect. But um, how many have lost someone uh, to sickness? Or how many have lost a loved one ever? We all. How many have either personally or a loved one been healed by God? Well, for those that don't know, whether you're watching or you're here, you don't know that God still heals. We have a testimony. Show the first picture. <clears throat> okay, that's that's Christopher. Well, for the last several months, correct? <clears throat> and then this is Christopher this week. And then show the next picture. This is, I got goosebumps if y'all, look at him. Yeah. That's the same dude that had like 5 million wires coming out of him yeah. not that long ago. I mean, his lung collapsed uh, eight days ago, nine days ago. And uh, so tell me my God's not a miracle worker. Tell me my God's not the healer, you know? So when the world says that, Matt's trying to shut me up here or something. I don't know. When the world tells us that there's no hope, when the world tells us that, you know, God doesn't heal. That he, look, we're all, there's, there's a couple guarantees. One is, there's, the Bible tells us there's going to be problems. There's going to be strife. There's going to be situations in our life. He also tells, you know, we're going to leave this earth. You know, we're, we're going to die. But it's in God's timing. It's not in man's timing. It's not in doctor's timing. It's in God's timing. So, you know, if God chooses me to, to, to go home, so be it. That's his calling. But until he's ready, I'm not letting doctors, you know, decide anymore. So that was, I saw that. And I, Chris and I, we were sitting there. I'm like, you want a good cry? Here, look. <laughs> you know, we're like, it's exciting. It's exciting what God does. It's a great testimony. 
what our God can do. So I wanted to share that with you guys this morning. Um, and, you know, it's, it's pretty cool because Jennifer puts on her Facebook all the time about updates and stuff. And, and a little hint here that, she's, that she has that a lot of people forget to do is when you're updating a positive, it's a praise report. We give God all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for what he does in our lives and all the healings that he does. And, and uh, so make sure that, you know, we're not lucky. We're blessed. So, <clears throat> all right, I started on that. But I have a joke. I know everyone was worried that we, I was going to skip that, but nope, I have a joke here. I have two. Sunday school teacher asked the children just before she dismissed them to go into the sanctuary. She's, uh, she said, now, does anyone know why we're supposed to be quiet in church? Little Johnny raised his hand and said, because there's people sleeping. <laughs> so, I'm watching. I see. <clears throat> I heard the TV on in the other room and my wife was yelling in there at the TV and w what I heard was she said why does she go into the church don't go into the church she's such a moron stay out of the church I walked in the room and she was watching our wedding video All right, Matt, mark it down in the calendar. I got two laughs this week, so. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 13. <laughs> Matt has a little tally back there of how many laughs I get. I got two this week. <clears throat> First Corinthians. That's just mean, hurtful. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to read verse 4. <clears throat> love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not uh, parade itself and is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquities, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. How many have ever seen that scripture before? Heard that scripture before? It's the love chapter. But <clears throat> we don't always do it. You know, in the weddings, we, we read it, we hear it, but do we behave that way? <clears throat> I recently read about an old man walking the beach at dawn who noticed a young man ahead of him picking up starfish and throwing them back into the sea. Catching up with the, the young guy, he asked him, what are you doing? He answered uh, that the stranded starfish would die if he left them for the morning sun. But the beach goes on for miles and there's millions of starfish. How can your effort make any difference whatsoever? The young man looked at the starfish in his hand, threw it into the sea, and he said, it makes a difference to that one. And that's the way our love is. We can't change the world, but we can change the person that's in front of us, the person that we're dealing with. The world needs love. The world needs a lot of true love. Not the world's version of love, but God's love. 
the Greek word for the love used here is agape love. Not just, you know, I know people that say, I love you to everybody. They say, I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. We, we have taken that word love and we've abused it and we've watered it down just like everything else to where it doesn't mean as much. But we need to show love is not just a word that we throw around. Love is action. Love is a behavior, an attitude, as Eleanor was talking about. This morning, we're going to look at the first two attributes of love. The first one is love is long-suffering, or your version may read, love is patient. Love is patient, or love is not impatient. We put up long-suffering. Sometimes you, you may have to be long-suffering with some people. Not just long-suffering. But that's what we're supposed to do. It's like the story of a teacher who was helping one of the kindergarten students put his boots on. He asked for help and she could see why. With her pulling and him pushing, the boots still didn't go on very easily. When the second boot was on, she had worked up a sweat. She almost whimpered when the little boy said, Teacher, they're on the wrong feet. She looked and sure enough they were. It wasn't uh, any easier pulling them off. But she managed to keep her cool as together they worked to get the boots on the correct feet. He then announced, these aren't my boots. She bit her tongue rather than uh, scream, why didn't you say so? And once again, pulled off the boots, struggling, sweating. He then said, after she had the boots off again, he said, they're my brother's boots. My mom made me wear them. So she had to put them back on again, holding back, crying. She put them back on. She mustered up the grace and the courage that she had left to put the boots back on. She said, now, where are your mittens? He said, I stuffed them in the toes of my boots. Sometimes we have to have long suffering with people. Our world is seeking love that is patient with them. When the world sees us in our everyday lives, are we patient or are we impatient with people? Are we different than the world? Definition of the Greek word used here, I cannot pronunciate, but it's makrothumio. You don't know any different, but so we'll just go with that. It means to be of long spirit or long suffering, not to lose heart, to preserve uh, or persevere patiently and bravely in enduring misfortunes and troubles, to be patient in bearing the offenses and injuries of others, to be mild and slow to avenging, to be long suffering, slow to anger. And slow to punish. Sounds like God, doesn't it? And that's what we're supposed to be Christ-like. So if we combine the Scripture here and the definition, we have love does not lose heart. It perseveres, endures, and is slow to anger. That's what we're supposed to be. Do we love those around us in this way? Are we loving everyone in the way we're supposed to? 
When love is hard, do we lose heart? Well, I'll tell you, divorce rate is ridiculous because we're not patient enough to endure. And you, you know, it's sad when you see, you know, people celebrate 10 years and that's an accomplishment in today's society. You know, 15 years, the more you go up, it's less and less and less because we're not long suffering. We're not patient with each other. When someone is hard to love, do we persevere? It's easy to love the lovable, but do we love the unlovable? When a loved one upsets us, are we slow to anger? Now, if these, descri- these things describe love by our actions, do we love people? If this is what love is, do our actions say that we love our fellow man? Or what are we telling people? Do you love your wife? Do you love your husband? Do you love your children? Do you love the world? Do your actions show it? By the way, ever notice how sometimes we show more patience with strangers than we do people we know, our family and friends? Isn't that sad? The ones that we love... We show less patience to than a stranger. We put up with more from other people, more from strangers than we do the ones we love. Pretty sad. As as Christians, we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be peculiar. When other people don't love someone, we're the ones that are supposed to love them. Now, nowhere does it say It's easy to love someone. It's easy to be patient, easy to be kind, easy to be long-suffering. It just says, love is this. If you've been married for any amount of time, I know we got 40 years here, 40 years there for sure. 40 plus, right? 40 plus. Uh, And uh, you know, 48 how long y'all been married, Doug? I don't know why I asked you, Barbara. <laughs> fifty years in May. Okay, there you go. See, forty-eight and fifty. That's long suffering. That's patient. If you don't believe me, ask the wives. <laughs> That's long suffering. You know what, though. The more if you if we work on patience in year one with each other and we learn to love each other in year one, two, three, four, year forty through is a lot easier. It's not that we're changing. We're still human. We're still flawed. We still anger, you know, make each other angry, do things that are are, are annoyed. But if we learn to love, it's a choice. I had someone comment, by the way. I found this humorous. I had someone comment this week because I guess in the weeks past I've said um, that I choose to love Chris. I chose to marry her. She chose to marry me. It's a choice every day to love each other. And someone said, isn't that sexist? You can call it what you want. It's a choice. That's the problem with our world is we don't choose to love each other. I choose to love her. I choose to be patient. 
with each other. We have a choice to go off the handle or not to go off the handle. I choose to get angry be, or, or to be long-suffering. It's a choice. And as a Christian, we're supposed to make that choice every day. The second thing, love is kind. Couldn't we all use a little kindness in our lives? He just had a good kindness moment there. He said, ah. Kids, we live in an unkind world many times, and the world needs a little kindness in it. Every day you see people treating each other unkind. Kindness surprises people and gives us an opportunity to share God. They're used to people reacting unkindly. And when we act Christ-like and treat them with kindness, throws them off a little bit. I bet everyone in here today could share a moment where you had this week a time where someone was unkind to you or where you had a moment that you had a choice to be kind or unkind to somebody. Now, what did we choose this week? Now, it may be your spouse. It may have been your children. It may have been your coworkers. It may have been your boss. It may have been someone, uh, a friend or someone at a, a, a store that cut you off or on the street, someone that cut you off. Road rage. You know, we hear about that, but people do uh, craziness. We choose to be kind to each other. Did you choose the kindness or did our flesh take over? Did the world take over? The definition of the Greek word here is krastiomahi. To show oneself mild, to be kind, to use kindness. We're to be Christ-like in all that we do. And I found it interesting. So I, I have no idea what these words, you know, I can't read them. Obviously, I can't pronounce them, but I like to research them. So if you take that long old word that I just said, the root word of it is Christo or Christo. Now, it's interesting. We're supposed to be Christ-like. If you say Christo, C-H-R-E-S-T-O-S, the root word Christo, it's kindness, kind. Christo, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-S, it's Christ. If you look those two words up, they often, both words have the same meaning. It depends on your lingo or your dialect. Depends on how they used to to say it, or if you're Candy or, or Linda, you have no idea what they're saying because they're, you know, they're they're uh, from somewhere else, Louisiana, somewhere like that. But that's the way it was. Their lingo. If they were from one part of the country, ah, <laughs> uh, I love you, um, or another part of the country, you know, it depends on how they would say it. So they were interchangeable. I found that interesting that the word for Christ and the word for kind were interchangeable. If we're to be Christ-like, kindness is automatic. How we treat people should be automatic. In the first century, the, the words interchanged because the followers of Christ were so kind. They also were so kind that many people didn't know whether to call them followers of Christ or followers of kindness. Because of, it was so close of a definition. And when they see us, do they see Christ's kindness? 
Or do we have to tell them that we're Christians? Do we have to have a big neon sign up here that says, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian? Or do they automatically see it in us? They look at it and say, they're a little different. They're, they treat people different, which opens up a door for us to share God's love. What makes us different? If we walk like a duck, we act like a duck, we talk like a duck, we a duck. We walk like the world, talk like the world, act like the world. We're part of the world. You can't do that to me, Shelby. I said if you walk, I was talking about the duck. She holds up a rubber duck. You know I'm ADD, right? You can't do that to me. She's holding up a rubber duck. We need to be Christ-like, not world-like. And not because we say we're Christians, but because we show we're Christians. Do you think people make that same mistake about us today? Not knowing whether to call us followers of Christ, followers of kindness. Is it interchangeable because our actions show it? Are we kind to people? Do we use kindness to help others? When we see the opportunity, do we show kindness? Do we show ourselves mild? Now this scripture tells us that these two actions describe love. Patience shows love. Kindness shows love. So by your actions, do you love people? Do you show patience to people? Who do you show long-suffering to? Who do you show kindness to? Who do you show Christ-like behavior to? If the list is short, the issue is you. Because no matter who it is, I'll tell you, if you've been married any amount of time, she knows my buttons more than anyone else in the world. If she wants to push my buttons, she can push my buttons to get anger me, upset me. Because we spend more time with each other than anyone else. So, of course, we're going to know each other's buttons. But are we long-suffering with each other? Are we patient with each other? Do we, are we kind? Instead of when we have the opportunity to push the button, are we kind and choose not to? Or are we spiteful and get back? Well, she hurt me. I'm, I'm going to hurt her. I'm going to show her. Do we do that to our world? If you work a job, I remember Christian was working and uh, he, he, he said, I want to quit. I said, why? He said, I don't like my boss. They're mean. They're rude. And it, I'm like, welcome to the world. You know, you, if you work enough jobs, you're going to have a boss how many have ever had a boss that was mean? Don't you dare raise your hand. Right? So we have to be kind. I was watching. It's on video, so. We have to be willing to be in those situations, be able in that situation. God puts us in situations that are tough that are hard to deal with, where there's that impatient person because you know what? They need God's love. 
we're supposed to be the light. Chris took a job and she was like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I mean, she was just struggling. She was fighting with God, arguing with God. She was losing, but she was arguing with God. And what God finally told her is, I need you to be the light there. I've heard people tell me, I'm the only Christian there. I'm the only one. I need to leave here because I, there's all the... And I'm like, no, you're the only Christian there. You're the only light there. You're the only kind, patient, loving person there. The true love. The one that doesn't stab each other in the back. We're supposed to be the example. There's a reason God put us where we are. Are we flourishing are we falling to the world's standards? Love is patient. Love is kind. Can we allow the Lord to work in our lives and help us to really love the world around us? What the world truly needs is God's agape love. We know the world needs it right now. Are we meeting the need? Turn on the TV, any channel. Turn on the radio, any channel. Read any newspaper in America. And you know the world needs patience and kindness and God's agape love. They need Christians to stand up and show them sin is sin. We call it sin, but we love. We're patient. We're not judgmental. We're not hateful. We're loving and kind. I didn't write the book. You got an issue with that? That's on God. Sin is sin. We're not, we're not um, condoning of it, but we're loving through it. How many of our sinners here? We've all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right? We're all imperfect. But... Because of Christ in our life, we're made whole. So instead of judging others, we need to love them and show them the example. Let me close with this. As parents, we're examples to our children. We're the example that they see how to treat others. If you're hot-headed, Impatient, short suffering instead of long suffering. That's the example they see. They see how a man treats a woman. They see how, how a woman treats a man. They see how a parent treats their children. They also see how to treat the ones that don't treat us right. How do we respond to that? We're their example. What do we show on them? We're the light in the world. We're the example for Christ. I love the song. I want to be the moon. I want to be the reflection of Christ in this world. But what are we reflecting? Are we really reflecting Christ's love? Because it's kind. It's patient. And it's definitely long-suffering because Christ has to be long-suffering with me for sure.
Let's bow our heads. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you may say, whether you're here today or watching or listening, you may say, you don't know what I've done, Pastor. You don't understand my past. doesn't matter what I understand. It doesn't matter what I know. All I know is that Christ knew your sins in advance. He knew our ugly. And he died on the cross for those sins. He loved us anyways. He paid the price so that we wouldn't have to. So all we have to do is come to Christ, confess our sins, ask Him to forgive us of those sins, and then ask Him to come into our hearts. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to You this morning. Lord, we thank You for that love that You showed for us when we didn't deserve it. Lord, I thank You that you died on the cross for each and every one of us. You loved us so much in spite of our flaws, in spite of our sins, in spite of our ugly. And Lord, I pray that you will just forgive us of those sins. Take away all of our past, all of our ugly. And Lord, just come into our hearts and fill us up with your love. Your Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. For the rest of us, if you can't say, if you evaluate yourself and you are looking at your actions and you can't say that we're Christ-like with our love, and that doesn't mean, well, I, I, I treat my spouse great or I'm a good parent but there's no buts doesn't matter who it doesn't matter why we're supposed to be long-suffering patient and we're supposed to be kind what kind of an example are you setting to your family what kind of an example are you setting to your co-workers and your friends and what kind of an example are we setting for the world? The altars are open this morning. If you want to spend some time talking to God, that's, yeah, that's over here. That's up for you. But while we worship, I, I challenge you to evaluate yourself. Check yourself. And ask God to change our hearts. The Holy Spirit to... Uh, Speak to us and for God to clean out our ears so that we listen when he talks to us about it. Go ahead, Matt.